Good morning. Welcome to Axios Today. It's Wednesday, February 3rd. I'm Erica Pandey, filling in for Nyla Boodoo. Here's what we're watching today. What's next for Alexei Navalny? Plus, the resonance of Marvin Gaye's What's Going On 50 Years Later. First, though, Biden's barriers to reopening schools is today's one big thing. Before he took office, President Joe Biden set a goal to reopen schools by the end of his first 100 days. But now the clock is ticking and the challenges around safely reopening schools keep piling up. Axios' White House reporter Elena Treen has been talking to people on Biden's team about these obstacles. So, Elena, Biden made this promise in December. What challenges is he facing now? There's a lot of challenges, Erica. And and what the administration is saying, and we're also hearing from doctors like Anthony Fauci and others, they're starting to say there's mitigating factors or other things that might be getting in the way. And then they're also arguing that because there's different strains of viruses that are popping up, the vaccine distribution and rollout has been a bit more shaky than they had hoped. Those are also things that are getting in the way of them feeling comfortable to have this nationwide mandate to reopen. So with everything you're saying, Are we seeing any signs that the 100-day timeline is getting longer? President Biden is saying that he's still committed to this date, even though others on his team are starting to try to set expectations for others. And the big thing that we're also seeing happen now is Republicans are really ramping up pressure to force the Biden administration to open up sooner, saying that the money issue in particular is one that shouldn't be argued given that so much money had been allocated already in previous pandemic relief packages. There's a lot of confusion about how to tackle this, and the parties are definitely in many ways on different sides of the aisle on whether it's safe for people to begin returning on a much broader scale. Biden's COVID relief plan includes $170 billion for schools, What would this money specifically go towards? Do we know that yet? It's a lot of what we've seen in past. It's making sure schools have enough money to provide the proper supplies and masks and hand sanitizing and cleaning supplies that they need. It's also to ensure that people can get regularly tested to help juice vaccine distribution. Some schools are trying to do that within the school systems themselves. The reason that a lot of Republicans are saying, listen, this money isn't necessary is because roughly $67.5 billion has already been allocated to go towards schools in the several relief packages that we've seen passed now over the past year. And only about $4 billion of that has actually gone out the door. And so Republicans have their own COVID relief plan, and their plan is calling for only $20 billion for schools. And so quite a difference there in what they think is the proper amount of money to deal with this issue. Elena Treen co-writes the Axios Sneak Peek newsletter. What we're watching now is what Miguel Cardona, Biden's pick for education secretary, is going to say about his reopening plan at the Senate confirmation hearing today. We'll be back in 15 seconds with an update on Alexei Navalny in Russia. Welcome back to Axios Today. Some situational awareness from Russia. Yesterday, Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny was sentenced to about two and a half years in prison. The reason? Violating parole while he recovered in Germany from an assassination attempt. Protests calling for Navalny's freedom have consumed Russia for the past two weeks, and Navalny's organization has called for these protests to continue. And this really sums it up. Navalny was enclosed in a glass pen during his hearing in Moscow. 
He thanked his supporters and drew a heart on the glass for his wife as his sentence was read out. Marvin Gaye's iconic album, What's Going On, turns 50 this year. And themes from the single are as relevant today as they were in 1971. Here's a line that could just as well be talking about the Black Lives Matter protests of last summer. Axios' race and justice reporter Russell Contreras has been writing about the album's enduring legacy. So, Russell, what's going on, the song and the album, has been popping up in all kinds of places recently. Where are we hearing it? Well, it's going on in places like Kenosha, Wisconsin, in Minneapolis, where you've had protests over excessive force cases by police. In places like Los Angeles, for example, the 95-year-old DJ Art LeBlow will take dedications from Mexican-American daughters who will give messages to their fathers incarcerated in prisons across California. After that, he'll play a song from what's going on. It covers some really hardcore themes about racial inequality, but there are also messages about love and perseverance. And the album came out in 1971. What was going on in Marvin Gaye's world that led to this song? In 1971, the country was just exiting a time of urban riots across the country. And Marvin Gaye as an artist was singing love songs. He felt he needed to transition to something more meaningful in his life. Motown owner Barry Gordy at the time hated the idea of what's going on. But when Marvin Gaye threatened not to record again, he reluctantly released the single and it became a smash hit. Then Barry Gordy said, okay, let me have an album. And that's when the What's Going On album came about. What has Marvin Gaye himself said about the song? Well, he said you know, the, the song came at a time where he really wanted to express himself. And he followed up with a series of songs for his album. It was a concept album where not only was he talking about racial injustice, but he also wanted to tackle environmental destruction and climate change. These were things that were on his mind that up until this point weren't really being addressed in music. And it became a revolutionary concept album that still resonates with us today. Russell Contreras is Axios' race and justice reporter. When I'm not filling in as host of this podcast, I write the Axios at Work newsletter. And this week I wrote about why having a work best friend matters. Studies have shown that having friendships at work can boost happiness and productivity. And these relationships are even more important now as lockdowns and isolation worsen workplace burnout across the country. Marissa King at the Yale School of Management told me, quote, The research is extremely clear that having friends at work has benefits. We get our sense of purpose and our intrinsic sense of motivation through relationships. And so I wanted to bring on my work best friend, Shane. <laughs> Shane is the editor of Axios Local. And three years ago, we were both on the Axios Breaking News Desk together. Hi, Shane. Hi, Erica. How are you? Good. How are you? I mean, I think it says something that this is my first time on the podcast because I've wanted to avoid hearing my voice for the last few months on here. And I came on because you asked me to. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, Shane, one thing I considered when writing this story was how much the pandemic has changed how we make and keep our friends at work. 
When we were both in D.C., we could always enjoy the famous Don Tito's happy hour across the street from Axios HQ. But even before the pandemic, you and I both moved away from D.C. to New York and Philly, respectively. Can you tell our listeners about how we've tried to keep in touch? Yeah, a lot fewer White Claws while we watch Netflix and a lot more texting and way more Zooms than I ever thought I'd be comfortable with. Well, thanks for coming on, Shane. Thank you. Good to be here. So do you have a work bestie? I'd love to hear about them. Send me your story at erica at axios.com and I'll publish the best ones in next week's edition of Axios at Work. And that's all we've got for you today. You can reach our team at podcast at axios.com or reach out to me on Twitter at Erica underscore Pandy. If you want more news before tomorrow, tune into our afternoon podcast, Axios Recap. Thanks for listening. Have the best day and we'll see you back here tomorrow.